0: Coming at you from the hey, yo studios. It's the fade route with D and Z. Here are your hosts, D and Z.
1: Coming at you live from the AO Studio. Ayo. It's the fade route with D and Z. I am D. We've got a great show for you tonight. Micah Parsons is a game wrecker. We make our picks for the 2024 USA Olympic basketball team. And motivational speaker Giovanni DeRisi joins us on the in-route. we begin today's show with injuries. Lots of big names were hurt in the games over the weekend. In the National Football League. Nick Chubb headlining a group that included Gardner Johnson, Anthony Richardson, Joe Burrow still dealing with a calf injury, seemed to have tweaked that at the end of the game. Z, were there any losses this weekend that will end up hurting a team in the long run?
2: Well,
0: first things first. The Nick Chubb injury was absolutely gruesome. It's on the same leg that he's already had to deal with coming out of college. Yeah. So there's already that issue. It's a it is a repeat injury to that leg. We didn't have the expectations for the Cleveland Browns that we did for some other organizations. Mm-hmm. So we expected Nick Chubb to carry the load. But we did not necessarily expect them to carry the mantle to a division title, to carry the mantle to an AFC title game, to carry them to the Super Bowl. Like, we didn't expect that from the Cleveland Browns. And you still, you weren't getting it, even with Nick Chubb. He's already been replaced. They brought back Kareem Hunt pretty much everybody had their finger on the pulse on X if you were following on you know on Monday after the injury Kareem Hunt in 321 Oh, here comes Kareem Hunt again they're on the phone with Kareem Hunt right now <laughs> Kareem Hunt a day and a half later not not even a day and a half later Kareem Hunt is back in the building now Kareem Hunt is very good mean we, we know this but you know with the one-two punch of Hunt and Chubb is what made the Browns go. Hunt is a feature back. We've seen that with the Chiefs. Still very good. So I don't think that's going to sink the Browns as much as you would think it does. If anything, it may elevate them. Because here's the one that is going to like really sink a team. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow aggravated the calf again. They didn't look good. He lost 27-24. Jamar Chase is a non-factor. They're playing the Rams on Monday. Eesh. Right. So, you know, you have the opportunity to get right here. Like, we both, and maybe this is the kiss of death. Maybe that's us. Like, maybe that's our fault that we both picked the Bengals to get the Super Bowl. We, You picked Joe Burrow to win the MVP, for God's I sake.
1: I did. I did. I wanted to put money on it.
0: It's like the double kiss of death. Like, maybe, maybe that's what we did. And if we did that, Joe, we apologize. We didn't mean to give you the kiss of death. But there is a major league drop-off between Joe Burrow and Jake Browning. That—that's their, That's their backup. It's not Kyle Allen anymore. Not that Kyle Allen is, you know, a, a world beater. It's not like you're going from Joe Burrow to Andy Dalton. It's not like you're going from Joe Burrow to a guy who started in the league... Who has credibility, who has a resume. It's not like they're going, it's not like they had Nick Foles back there. They're like, okay, Foles can steal us a game or two. Perfect example. The Anthony Richardson injury, the concussion. Gardner Minshew comes in, and Gardner Minshew has control of the situation. In fact, Gardner Minshew, right, like I was saying to my fiance, and, and we came up to an agreement. Like, right? he's Ryan Fitzpatrick. He'll get you a few games, he'll come back to Earth. He'll keep you afloat. Like I think that's an upgrade for right now. I think you know. I really think that the Colts upgraded at quarterback because you have a veteran back there, knows what he's doing. He did get maligned in Jacksonville. They couldn't wait to get rid of him. They could not get. They cannot wait to get rid of Gardner Minshew. He's not that terrible. I've seen worse. The Peterman is available. The the Bears just cut the Peterman. So, the of the losses, the biggest loss is potentially Joe Burrow because if he plays through this and it gets worse, you're sinking a team that is ready-made to go to the Super Bowl. Now, do they put him on IR? If they put him on IR, he's bound to miss four weeks. Can they survive with Jake Browning as a quarterback? Can they survive? I don't think they can. <laughs> so... Unless they're trading for a Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins or they're signing, or Matthew Stafford or they're signing, you know, Nick Foles or Colt McCoy or you know all of the guys that you know all the usual suspect the players that we know about.
1: Well, let let Z let's put it like this: Monday night they got the Rams, Aaron Donald coming at you, Ooh. and then they have the Titans who Ooh. sacked. Joe Burrow, I believe, seven times or nine times in the playoff game. Burrow still won, but, I mean, he, got, he got beat up. Okay, then you got, like, a cupcake. You got Arizona, and you got Seattle. So, yeah, you know, maybe you do sit him, but then the problem is, is after Seattle, you got the bye, and then you run the gauntlet with the 49ers out of the bye. Buffalo. Houston at Baltimore-Pittsburgh. Fuck, man. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, it ain't, it ain't getting easy, man. And
0: you get the Browns again. You know, you're going to get the Browns again because you played uh, twice. You get them at the last game of the year. So imagine that. Burrows back. game, Season on the line. Playoff spot. Imagine a Detroit Lions situation, and you're going up against Miles Garrett.
1: They seem to... Jim Schwartz knows how to coach defense. He, they they seem to have figured... We're going to send more guys and you can block. May the Schwartz be with you. Like, that's that's what it
0: is. But, you know, if I'm going to rank them, you know, Burrow on top, Chubbs a non-factor, Richardson, they're better off for now. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson, I mean, he's a good player. He's a good corner Corners are replaceable. So I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm going to call it like it is. Joe Burrow is potentially catastrophic in the long term. What say you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on the Burrow thing. I mean, I feel like he tweaked his calf. Like I told you, I've injured my calf before. It doesn't go away, man. It does not go away. And you just, you could tell he's just not comfortable in the pocket. He's having trouble getting the ball to chase. And then they have no passing game, so... There is no Joe Mixon running game without a passing game. You just can't do anything. The only thing I would say to you is, to me, a close second would probably be Saquon Barkley. And mm. that just be, that comes in because they don't really have a backup running back. Like, Matt Breida can't play running back. Like, he can't play 30, 40 downs. Gary Brightwell, yeah. What? Eric Gray, who? Like, that's... So that's my that's my close second and and this you know you're a giant fan this was gonna happen i like saquon i really do i think he's a good person but the dude gets hurt the dude's always hurt and it's his ankles it's his ankles it's his leg it's always something it's expected it's absolutely yes I, I guess but he It's just so he and then uh, Dayball has annoyed me. Oh, well, he has a chance to play on Thursday. Oh, yeah, in a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. Like, what kind of game are you playing? You think they care? Like, you think the 49ers care if you're going to put Saquon Barkley in this week? They've watched the Dallas tape. You better leave six in the block, Brian. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because they're coming. And then, you better, you better. Have and and you're in. on the West Coast. You're playing in their building. It's a short week, dude. Get out of this game alive. Being cute. Oh, he might play. <laughs> Where? Yeah, Where's he playing? <laughs> now let, uh, let's
0: spin it forward a little bit because Saquon is out three to four weeks. It, it's his annual trip to the IR. Right. It, oh no, they're not yeah. putting him in IR. Yeah, this is, his, uh, this is bound to happen. They're just going to sit him. They're not going to put him on IR. You need to put him on IR. Uh, it, it's something that could hamper him for a while. It's a low angle sprain, but still, with the way he cuts and the way he runs, that's something that's going to bother him the entirety of the season. Now, like I mentioned to you in the production meeting, Cam Akers has fallen out of favor in L.A., why not flip a fifth or sixth round pick to Sean McVay? Too late. That's all the, they're going to want a fourth no, or
1: sixth. Too late, Ooh. dude. He signed. He got traded. He's too a late. Viking. Ew. He is a Viking. That's <laughs> terrible. Well, it just shows you they're they're. I guess they're frustrated with Madison because he hasn't been able to. They haven't been able to run the ball. They're throwing the. They're throwing the shit out of the rock. Kirk well, Cousins looks like early season MVP, but. They never should have gotten rid of Dalvin Cook. And the whole thing, here's the thing here, is like you can't trade for Akers and expect him to be a backup because mm-hmm. he wants to play, and he's toxic. If he doesn't play, he's going to make your life miserable. So you brought him there to play. He's he's going to play, and he's good. I think he's good. That's why he would have been a good fit with the Giants because the Giants have experienced.
0: I thought the Browns backup. were going to get him. Don't experience with Odell Beckham. Any team that has I, with Odell I gotta Beckham. Be honest with like, you, I got to
1: be honest with you. I didn't really understand the Browns move. um, Because they had Kareem already. Mm-hmm. Like you had him. You know what Kareem is. You know, it's not that Kareem's a good player. It's not that he's a bad player. He's a good player. But you got two running backs on this team that could run. And they showed they can run in the game. Uh, Jerome Ford had over 100 yards rushing pierre strong looked real strong so i mean maybe they're bringing hunt in for depth but that's another thing it's like why didn't the giants call hunt it's just very strange you know what i mean they're and leonard fournette doesn't have a job like when is still on the sidelines
0: he's 28
1: years old 28 he's out of the league he's out of the league no he can't get a phone call.
0: No, I mean you pair him with Matt Breida. That's a pretty good combination. I, mean, I think.
1: I think, I think Leonard Fournette would be a great Giant. Yeah. You know, I, I think mean, it would be. The Giants have have had success with a big time back, like a big back, like a strong, fast guy, Brandon and, Jacobs. And he he was Brady's best receiver out of the backfield last year, and he could pick up the blitz. He's very good at picking up the blitz. So, God knows Daniel Jones is good in me. I just don't know why no one's given playoff money a call. You can't help but smile when you see a balloon. The simplest occasion is a party. Westchester Pop Stars, located in New Rochelle, New York, offers balloon styling and decor for all life's events birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, showers, school, and corporate events store openings or just because westchester pop stars takes balloons and shapes them into works of art creating decorative installations for your special occasions no event is too big or too small and their custom personalization service is top notch westchester pop stars is a private studio quickly expanding in-person consultation is by appointment only send an email to westchester popstars at gmail.com for more information or to schedule an appointment no need to hire an event stylist. All you need is balloons. Currently servicing Westchester, Putnam, New York City, and Connecticut. To find Westchester pop stars, search for them on Instagram, Facebook, or Google. we you know, moving on. Big shock, Z. <laughs> COVID lost. Take me to the Jets. To the nine-point favorite Dallas Cowboys, 30-10. Zach Wilson was wildly inaccurate running for his life most of the game as the Dallas defense racked up three picks and three sacks. Micah Parsons seemed unblockable, tallying up two of the three sacks and chasing Mr. Wilson all over the field. So answer me this, Z: Micah Parsons is the best defensive player since... Well, in recent vintage, the way that teams
0: have to game plan to shut him down, you're talking about Aaron Donald from just a few years ago. Mm. Now, if you want to go even further back in terms of game-wrecking ability, you have to start thinking about the Reggie Whites. You have to start thinking about Lawrence Taylor. You have to start thinking about a guy like Bruce Smith or John Randall. Those guys were beasts. And they could single handedly take you out of a game. And that is what Micah Parsons is doing. Micah Parsons, also, you know, as quietly as it's kept, not so quietly since he's talking about it, is getting uh, practice squad reps. He's getting scout team reps at tight end. So maybe. Maybe just maybe the Cowboys offense is starting to install some gadget plays to where they're not just a vanilla offense that they were under Kellen Moore. For all the for all the creativity and all the bullshit that they were saying about how good Kellen Moore is, like only now are they starting to take the top off of this this offense. But in terms of big playability, in terms of living in the opponent's backfield, in terms of living in the opponent's mind. you got to start invoking names like LT, Reggie White. You have to start talking about him in terms of Bruce Smith. Legends, true legends. Now, he's not there yet, but clearly he's not there yet. He's still young, but he is on the right trajectory. He's absolutely on the right trajectory. Now, playing the Jets this week was exactly what he needed because they did not establish any kind of run dalvin cook had four for seven yards Brees hall had four for nine michael carter had two for eight zach wilson was the leading rusher five for
1: 36. yeah
0: yeah you can't no absolutely he is he is what justin fields is in chicago so that's kind of where Zach Wilson is. He oh, you're giving him
1: copy. way too much credit, man. Shine <laughs> Sharp said he couldn't play dead in a horror movie. I thought that was excellent.
0: <laughs> uh, that's not the first time I've heard that, though. Woody Page used that line about Derek Anderson. and He's absolutely right. Derek Anderson couldn't play dead. But,
1: but Derek Anderson could throw the could throw the rock, though. He could. Derek Anderson did have it. He could throw the rock. rock. He could throw the rock.
0: Yeah, lots of guys could throw the rock, but you know, you know, a million dollar arm, ten cent head.
1: There's a I lot mean, of guys that
0: have
1: that. I mean, we, we could go, we could, we could go on a tangent and talk about COVID if you want. We could talk about how that defense gave up thirty points. We could Sauce talk. Gardner. We could talk Sauce about Gardner. how Sauce Gardner. They trying to say that OCD Lamb couldn't do anything when he was guarded by guard by by Sauce Gardner. Meanwhile, Sauce Gardner gave up the first touchdown of the game to the tight end Ferguson Mm -hmm. nobody's talking about that we could talk about how they were just outgained we could talk about how their offensive coordinator clearly did not tweak the offense for Zach Wilson and this is the whole thing it's like oh well you know yeah I'm really successful with Aaron Rodgers gee I hope so I hope that you could coach a Hall of Fame quarterback and win games Like, this is where coaching really comes into play. It's like, can you coach this kid into not rolling right and throwing the ball directly to the other team? Like, are you colorblind? (laughs) Could you not see the defender there? Like, perfect passes right to the chest. So, you know, this
0: is exactly what we were concerned about when – Rogers went down and Zach Wilson had to take the mantle up, right? You have to you have to prepare for his inability to keep from turning the ball over. You know, he's got an arm. Kid's got an arm. He's got the ability to scramble. But
1: But listen, he's, just, he's D, over- why not he's overmatched at this level. How does Brees Hall only get four carries? that falls on the coaching like what are we doing like why not just simplify the shit out of this and say dude we're just gonna run the ball if they put more than seven guys in the box call an audible and throw it to Garrett Wilson and if he's not there throw it away like it's really that simple like you're over complicating offense it doesn't have to be that complicated you have Three guys that are capable. I really do feel like Michael Carter is a very good back. I I think he's capable of going for a thousand yards. We know Brees Hall can and we know Dalvin Cook can. Like they're talented. Run, I know it's gonna be boring and people are gonna boo you and they're gonna hate it, but you tote yourself that you're a defensive coach, you've got one of the best defenses of football let's see it dude like pound it pound it pound it pound it bludgeon them to death until they're tired because in the third quarter they're gonna be tired they're gonna be tired of getting slapped by mckay Becton and and pushed off the ball by mcgovern like they're just that's that's football and you're gonna win 13 10 16 13 17 10 like that's what you're looking for you putting up 30 points yeah.
0: Get no, not status. at all. But you, you need, you need to eliminate as much time as possible for Zach Wilson, because when he starts to scramble, when he starts to have happy feet, that's when he starts making mistakes. And I think the option, right, the RPO, is definitely something that needs to go into this playbook.
1: Hundred percent, like play to his strength, bootleg. Yeah. Rollouts. That's what he's good at. Quick passes. Quick passes. One 1. 1.8 seconds. Boom. Not there. Throw the ball into the ground or throw it out of bounds. It's, it. it's okay. It's okay. I'd rather you throw it out of bounds than throw it to the other team. Don't make something out of nothing. If nothing's there, it's okay to take a sack. We'll get him next time. We've got a great defense. We'll force the other team to make mistakes. The other team is not going to make a mistake when they're up by 20. No. <laughs> That's when Cooper rushes in. Because they, let me tell you, they the Jets played a solid first half. They played a solid first quarter. Sauce Gardner picks off that pass and scores a touchdown. Different game. Yes. Different game. So it's the inverse
0: of what happened with the Giants, right? Saquon gets the ball punched out. Boop. Touchdown. Completely deflated the Giants. What just done. happened? Where'd the ball go? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're down third. We are we in the game yet? Are, are we in the game? Like That's what happened. That between the block kick and the Saquon fumble, that punch out, that deflated the game. The game is over. Sauce Gardner takes that to the house. Now you got something. You got something.
1: Where now the
0: Cowboys have to play from behind. The Cowboys, yeah. can, we don't know if they can play from behind because they haven't been behind this year. So I don't want to hear that this is a juggernaut and they're waiting for Miami in the Super Bowl. That's fool's gold. I'm gonna tell you right now. Don't expect the Cowboys there. Don't expect the Dolphins there. This shit don't fly. This does <laughs> not. This does not happen. This is not sustainable till February. Get your heads out of your asses if you think that, because it just does not happen. You, you can. It's cute now. It's good now when it's the cute. weather's warm. It's cute. The weather gets cold. You pound the goddamn rock. It's cute. Killer? It's cute. It, it's very Killer. nice.
1: It, it's very nice. very nice. Very nice. But you know the, the, the Jet the Jets did drop to one and one.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, wait a minute, sir. You didn't invoke your name. Who does who does Micah Parsons remind you of? Oh, you're right. I told you mine. You tell me yours.
1: You're right, you're right. So all right, listen, I'm not I'm not making it out to be an all time. Like, he's he's good. I mean, he's what? We're in year two? Yes. We're in year three, two? Three, three. Year three? So I'm not going to compare him to all-time greats. What I, the, first, the first name I thought of was I thought of Ed Reed. Mm. Because just needing to know where he is and trying to figure out, like, what is he going to do? Like, and Ed was like a guy where even though he was in the – he was, you know, 20 yards, 10 yards off the ball – I could turn my head left and all of a sudden he's on the line of scrimmage. Or all of a sudden it's like, wow, I thought he was playing zone, but now he might be taking my tight end out. Like, I don't even know. Um, So that's the first person that came to mind. I'd say he's a better version of J.J. Watt. You know, he's a better version. J.J. early in his career I felt like was a game wrecker, like he was in the backfield. But teams would neutralize J.J. by doubling him, running away from him, gaming him. You know, I don't know how much you could do that with Parsons because he'll chase down the play. He seems to be able to sniff things out. I can put him on the level with Aaron Donald um, because he's big and he's strong. And, you know, there's not – I don't think there's anybody in the league that could really take him on one-on-one.
0: I'm impressed it, by his lateral movement.
1: Yeah, maybe Jason Peters could. One of those, you know, a big left tackle who's fast and powerful, could, you know, kind of get up under his chops and, and keep him from going anywhere. He's elusive. He's slippery because he just keeps running. He's, I mean, if you watched him against Makai Becton this weekend, he he didn't really put his hands on Makai, He just ran. I'm just going to run through you. I'm going to run around you. Like, you can't grab me. You can't put your hands on me. I'm too fast. It's not even worth my time to try to slap your arms away. I'm just going to run by you in space. You know, um, that's one of the things I feel like teams have figured. Teams figured out how to neutralize JJ. Teams figured out how to neutralize Aaron Donald. Um, you know, it's, I think it's fair to compare him to a Clay Matthews because he kind of he kind of rushes the passer like Clay Matthews used to rush the passer, like all gas no brakes You know that whole Jets <laughs> motto that yeah. totally fits what they're doing there. I'm glad that they have that all over the building. Because <laughs> that's that's that identifies with the Jets very good. Um... <laughs>
0: the only gas that comes out of their mouth is the hot air. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. Still just stop. Just stop. It is um, the hot air, man. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's where I am. Troy Palomalu. That kind of guy. I'm not gonna go crazy and say he's Lawrence Taylor, who's just a nightmare, just a violence or you know a Ray Lewis you know I don't think he diagnosed his plays as good as Ray did and was as a as such a leader as Ray was a leader and a vocal person um I could say like you said his lateral movement it's a, his sideline to sideline reminds me a lot like Brian Erlacher early you know people will forget Brian Erlacher was a safety. Played middle linebacker in the league. He's probably one of the best east-west linebackers of my era, of your era. Um, Where Ray was really a north-south kind of guy. Brian was an east-west picking the ball off. I'm running all over this field kind of guy. So, yeah, that's where I am. I mean, I like him. I think he's very good. Um, And he does it all. And um, like you said, they're gonna try to start probably put him in the goal line plays. Why not? He's the most, you know, you know, you know, you do it on trick plays, you do it on gadget plays. They did it with Rabel in New England. Um, they did it with Watt early in his career until they realized that was a waste of time. Um, <laughs> There's a reason why they converted him from tight end in Wisconsin. That guy. <laughs> that guy. All right. But
0: the Jets dropped a one and one. But a lot of teams are 0-2. Some of them were teams with expectations. The Bengals, the Chargers, the Vikings. But then there were teams that we didn't expect much from at all. Like the Cardinals, Texans, and Panthers. So, rank. Impromptu order up time. Rank the top five 0-2 teams. From five to one
1: all right so my fifth one i think is gonna surprise you i think that i think the texans are good i think they're good i mean they've played they've played teams tough yes they're owing two but they lost to the ravens 25 to 9 something like that but they were in the first half of that game and then, you know, even the game they just lost against the Colts. They were really in that game all the way to the end. Uh, they're playing solid defense. Their quarterback is top five in passing yards. It's very impressive for Stroud, who we were all knocking his passing ability in the preseason. Um, so I've got, I've got them as number five for me. Number four, I've got the Chargers. Um, they are mainly here because of their head coach. And yeah. they're terrible defense. Uh, they lost Eckler, but listen to this. They're efficient on offense, and this is where their coach gets a little bit of credit, I guess. They've scored 60 points, and they have zero turnovers. And no wins. Figure that shit out. Mm. And they're going to be playing the Vikings this weekend in You're in the Dead Last Bowl. Um, somebody's always got to Somebody's going to be 0-3, or is it worse to be 0-2-1? Because that could happen, too. Uh, With this head coach, yeah. So the Vikings just got Cam Akers, and they look great throwing the ball. I mean, Kirk Cousins is, like, on his way to an MVP for the way he's spinning it to everybody on the field. He's got, he's got Jefferson, Addison, Hawkinson. Everybody's getting the ball, you know? Problem with the vikings the same problems last year they don't play defense and they don't run the football enough like kevin o'connell yo dude i get it you're you're a backup quarterback you used to play quarterback but you gotta run the football sometimes man you got to establish the run game and you got to help your defense out who can't stop a nosebleed right now now i know you're gonna have i know you're gonna take issue with this one number two i've got the patriots who's going to pick up their first win of the season this weekend when they play COVID. <laughs> um, their offense is bland. Their coach is a jerk, but they play good defense. Uh, I think they're going, they, they took Tyreek Hill out of that game. And if it wasn't for one or two plays, I mean, they only lost by one score against the dolphins, but I mean, they came in with a game plan. They executed their game plan, knocked Waddle out of the game. They were just having problem with the. They were having a problem with the inside zone. That'll beat you. I think they're going to surprise people late in the season, and I think they get they they right the ship. Like, you know, they're they just have a knack for doing it at the right time, even without Tom. And number one, probably you have a gripe with this one too. It's the Bengals, it's right? It's kind of gotta be just because of their talent. Just because of their expectations. Just because of the way they've played the last few years. They look rusty. Joe Burrow looks hurt. They look like they're ineffective on offense. But i got to think that they're going to shake this off. He's going to get better. And they're going to be better.
0: Well, two
1: teams we can write off right
0: away. The Panthers and the Bears. Oh, man. They look like absolute dog shit. Awful. Why you, you have fields throwing coaches under the bus, saying they're providing him with too much information, and he's becoming robotic out there? And then Bryce Young just looked lost on Monday. Yeah. Bryce Young looked he's like hurt a deer.
2: He's hurt.
0: Yeah, he's hurt now. He looked like a deer in headlights. Meanwhile, you have Andrew Dalton there. Why isn't Andrew Dalton taking this beating? He's a professional. He's a professional. He's a professional taker.
1: beating taker.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's on his fucking resume. Andrew Dalton, <laughs> professional beating. Taker. I
1: played for the Bengals, damn it.
0: <laughs> I've been on the Texans. I've been on the... god. I backed I've been up on the Saints. I backed up Dak Prescott when his leg exploded. God damn it.
1: I went so... to TCU and I have red hair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so those two are completely off the board. Uh... <sighs> Texans got their doors blown off, but they're trying. I, I I do agree with you that they are trying. They're just not talented enough. So, the Broncos are a waste of time. Sorry, Coach Westall. But there's a lot of issues on that offense. And Peyton and Russ, that is going to be a powder keg. That's looking, to, that's looking to be very combustible. Very, very, muy, muy combustible. We have a lot of the same guys, but I gotta say, maybe this was just because they were playing the Giants, but in that first half, there were flashes of what the Cardinals could be. Now, they have a running game with Connor, right? They have Zach Ertz. They have Hollywood Brown. They have some pieces, and Joshua Dobbs wasn't bad. Better than Kyler Murray, but... I gotta rank him at. I gotta rank him at five right now. I'm looking at points four, points again, 44-4, 51 again. So not that bad of a point differential, right? Not that bad of a differential. Slightly more talented team is the Vikings at fourth place. And with the Akers thing, that only makes me like them a little bit more, provided that they actually use him. If they don't use him, what was the point of trading for him? But then again, they also cut Dalvin Cook. What was the point of that? You know, oh, we're going to highlight Kirk Cousins more? That seems like a bad idea. Number three, I'm taking the Bengals. The Bengals' offense is not where it needs to be. The defense has never been great. But the offense, if this is what the offense is... And if this is the offense with a compromised Joe Burrow, that's a problem. So you got to cue up Joe Mixon, and you got to get him going. You have to get him. Have to, have to, have to get him going. That leaves you with the Patriots, and that leaves you with the Chargers at 2-1. and one. The Patriots play defense. The Chargers do not. So that's why the Chargers are going to be at 2. Regardless of how good Joe, uh, Justin Herbert is, Regardless of how good Keenan Allen is going to be, Brandon Staley is a terrible head coach. That defense can't stop a cold. And that is going to be their downfall, as it has been for years. That leaves me with, as anemic as their offense is, the New England Patriots, because of the fact they play defense, because there's consistent effort every week, Coach Belichick has them going. You may need to move on from Mac Jones. Ooh. Or Bill O'Brien needs to start, you know, going back, taking a time machine to when he coached Tom Brady and they actually put some, you know, more exotic things in. You know, to quote Top Gun, start doing some of that pilot shit. <laughs> hey, Bill, start doing some of that coaching shit. Make Mac Jones better. Because he's got talent. We saw what he could do at Alabama. You gave him Kendrick Bourne. You gave him Juju. you, You gave him two tight ends. You gave him a running game. Let's go. Let's go. This team is not as anemic as you're making it out to be. They can be so much better. Take the handcuffs off and let him play. Step outside of your safe area and make a statement without saying much with FCK Clout Lifestyle Apparel. Embrace the colorful chaos and stay emotionally regulated in their hoodies, snapbacks, graphic tees, accessories, and more. Season 3 merch is up now. Get it while you can. Go to fckclout.com and get all of your needs from men and women. That's fckclout.com. Since the weather is getting colder and, you know, it's almost that time. It's almost that time. Basketball season right around the corner. Analysts are starting to do their preseason rankings. A lot of people are impressed with the Lakers' offseason moves. They kept Austin Reeves. They brought in Gabe Vincent from the Heat. They brought in Christian Wood. How do you like the Lakers' chances this year? Where do you see them go? Yeah,
1: I you know I'm not I don't hate the roster. Um, I think it's good. Um, but but I I have to see them in action. I have to see if there is a cohesion in play. Um, let's not forget, like Bron is Bron's a step closer to forty. Street clothes is gonna miss thirty games. Always, I want to see another year of Austin Reeves. Um, it's just for me; it's kind of hard to say. Okay, they're they're gonna be better than Dallas. Um, I think Dallas has made some nice moves this offseason. season. Um, it's hard for me to say that they're gonna be better than Denver. Right, I mean, I don't, I can't say that they're gonna be better than Denver. No way. Um, so I think OKC takes a step forward. Um, you would assume Chet Holmgren is going to be playing, you know, playing this year. I think the Clippers, Golden State, like there's teams that that's gonna they're gonna bang, they're gonna play, they're gonna play well. So I'm not, I'm not gonna crown them. I like what they did much better than what they did last year. Right. I think that's fair to say. Um, but um, I have to see them in action before I give them any respect.
0: That's fair. That That's very fair. Um, just based on what's going on around the rest of the league, right? Around the rest of the conference. You have the Nuggets who won a little thing we like to call the whole fucking thing. And then you had the grizzlies what are the grizzlies without john moran are they are they the number 2 seed in the western conference i don't think so i think it's going to that circus that was in memphis has taken an irreparable toll i see them dropping sacramento an aberration they're dropping the phoenix suns they you know a full year in theory of kevin durant with devin booker you brought in bradley beal in name only they should ascend right you, you figure the phoenix suns based on name alone should be number two in the conference but that's the funny thing about paper; they don't play the games on. Hmm. We got to see. We got to see what chemistry is there between Beal, Durant, Ayton, and Booker. Yeah, you got rid of Chris Paul. Wonderful. Model pop Now you got to make this work. The Clippers. The Clippers are the Clippers, man. The, Cl- the Clippers <laughs> are steady, Eddie. <laughs> They're going to be five and six in that con. Anywhere between five and seven. Like that's just where they are. That's who, that's what they do. The Warriors finished 6th last year. If those yeah. if the Grizzlies and Kings fall, I can see the Warriors going up to the 4th seed. And then who's going to bubble up? You mentioned the Mavericks maybe. We'll see. They they really didn't give you anything at the end of the year that would make you say, "Hey, that's awesome." At least I didn't see it. Do the Blazers commit to Damian Lillard, and do they make a a run? Probably not. They'll they'll probably get closer. They'll they'll get closer to the play-in tournament. You expect the Thunder to be better. You expect the Wolves to be better. If Zion is actually on the court, you expect the Pelicans to be good. That leaves the Lakers, you know... Somewhere in between, I gotta say, between two and five. Just based on what everybody else is doing. Now, that is all dependent on chemistry, like you said, and health. Health, health, health. LeBron pulls his groin. He's out for three months. Anthony Davis routinely misses time. Hmm. So, who are your bigs? Right? You have Torrey and Prince. You have Christian Wood. You brought in Jackson Hayes. Maybe you got... Some, you have Hashimura for a full season. You might have something there. Guard play. What are you going to get from D'Angelo Russell? Like, that's the guy I'm looking at. Like, Cam Reddish. You brought in Cam Reddish. Boy, you brought in a bunch of, like, spare parts. Because that's really what you can afford. Yes, you brought in Gabe Vincent. Undrafted free agent, Miami, the whole thing. Is he going to be Miami Gabe Vincent or is he going to be the guy that was an undrafted free agent? There's a reason why he was an undrafted free agent. So I think it's fair to say that they're going to be in the middle of the pack but floating towards the top in the Western Conference. Not a contender, by no means a contender. If they do make the playoffs as an upper seed... They'll get bounced in the first round. But as presently constituted... They're not that good. They're not going to make a run. I don't see a championship team. Not here. But... If they... Can stay healthy... If they can stay whole... They can definitely make some noise... In the Western Conference. Speaking of making some noise... That noise at the FIBA World Cup was a wet fart. That's what USA did, finishing in fourth place. Now, of course, we're going into... We're going into that time between the World Cup and the Olympics. And the USA national team is still at the top of the FIBA rankings. So who, as the GM, put your GM hat on, who are you taking to Paris next year to represent the United States of America?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, i trying to find my neighbor here. Ah, there's. is. All right. I'm not taking 41-year-old LeBron James. That's so I'm, I'm surprised you're not. So this is what I'm taking. I'm taking Steph Curry. I'm taking Jason Tatum. Okay. I'm taking Kevin Durant. I am still taking LeBron James. I'm taking Devin Booker. I'm taking Bam Adebayo. 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 I'm taking Joel Embiid if he can play for U.S. because I think he has dual citizenship. I think he can pick where he plays. I'm taking Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler is a killer. I'm going to take Chris Middleton. I like him. He's a shooter. I'm taking, I'm taking Trey Young. I'm taking Paolo Banchero, and I'm taking Draymond Green. That's my twelve. Hmm. That's solid. That, that is very solid. I'm not taking Carell- Zion. He's not going to play. I'm <laughs> not taking Bane. Need that garbage. You're
0: not going to take Desmond Bane? No, I
1: don't need Desmond Bane. I don't yeah. need the guards. Tyrese I- Halliburton? No. I'm not taking Halliburton. I'm not taking. Looney? I'm not taking Kevon Looney. What, you You're not taking Kevon Looney?
0: You're no not way. taking Kevon Looney.
1: No. 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 You want some guys who can handle the
0: bigs. You want some yeah. guys that can bang down low. Yeah. Bam out of bio is that guy.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I'm 100%. with you. Bam out of bio.
1: I'm not taking guy. street clothes. <laughs> in, I don't need street clothes in Paris. <laughs> know.
0: If anything,
1: you know. Rest you rest up for the real season.
0: You, you can call. go shopping. Go shopping. That's fine. You take Bam out of bio, he can bang down low. Draymond will bang down low. I mean... Middleton is a good player. I would go with Middleton. You're looking at... For point guard? Mm, I kind of want a true point guard. So either... I'm torn, right? Do I want to go with Anthony Edwards? Or do I want to go with Jalen Brunson? I would say go with Jalen Brunson. So... Durant, definitely.
1: You're going to take Brunson? I'm going to take
0: Brunson. I like Bronson. he just
1: lose It's part of the losing team?
0: Yeah, lots of guys lose. Yeah. You like Bancaro? Caro was on that team. So, <laughs> you know, Caro was torn between playing. Well, he actually caused a really big rift because he didn't play for Italy. Yeah. So, you know, hey, Python. Hey, hey, hey. So, we're looking at Durant. Bam Adebayo. We're looking at Draymond. We're looking at Middleton. We're looking at Jalen Brunson. Tatum, of course. Tatum is a you know solid player. I'm 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 not going with LeBron, man. If I'm if I'm going to do 39, 40 years old, I don't know. I, I just don't like it. I don't see it. So I'm at six right now. You're looking at Damian Lillard. You're looking at Devin Booker. And then you're looking at four more guys to fill out the roster. So at that point, a guy like Mikhail Bridges would be fine. I I like Bridges a lot. He's good. He's physical. He can get behind that. Yeah. And at that point, I only need three more guys. So you're really like, you can take another backup big, whether that.
1: You want Reeves?
0: I can go with, I can work with Reeves. I can work with Reeves. So you're looking at, that's 10 right there. I just need two more. You want now, James Harden? No. <laughs> That's a good one.
1: No, need, no, no. You I want Tyrese no, no, Maxey?
0: No, 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 no. no. no not Tyrese Maxey, maybe James Harden. No, 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 no. no, no, no. If there was a, if it was a tie-breaking dunk contest, I would take Zach Levine. But I'm not going to do that because there is no tie-breaking dunk contest.
1: You want LaMelo so, Ball?
0: No. Well, I don't think LaMelo is going to want to play anyway. So those last two, you know what? Give me Brandon Ingram, and I'll take another guard. So, eh, fuck it. I'll, I'll I'll carry Anthony Edwards. Anthony okay. Edwards, when his head is on straight, is very good. All okay. right. So I think that that's more than enough without LeBron and without Steph Curry. LeBron. LeBron without Steph. Now. If I decide to take Steph, I'm probably going to take Reeves off, but that's, like, minor. Uh, you know, but Steph is a game changer when he's shooting. The thing is, like, with the older guys, I don't know. Like, I don't think we need to do a redeem-redeem team. I, I, I just don't think we need to do that.
1: The redeem from the redeem?
0: Yes, we. They're, they're the double redemption team. I don't think we need to do that. Some of these guys are talented enough that they can play. But you don't need to. You don't need to go in and say, "Nah, fuck that. No, no, no. We're, we're good. We're, we are. We're more than enough. Like we're just. We're just gonna go in with everybody you see on All Star Sunday. No, you don't need to do that. Teams are gonna be younger. Teams are gonna be better. They already proved it in FIBA. They already proved it in the World Cup. Work with your team. Get better. It's a novel concept, right? Work together as a team. Actually have some USA basketball activities. And come together. Coalesce as a team. My God. It sounds revolutionary, doesn't it? That team, either team that we put together... We're probably winning gold in Paris.
1: Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto. We really care about what's under your hood.
0: Speaking of gold. This, this is gold, Jeff. Gold, Jerry. Gold. Continued to angel. And I don't understand how that's possible. Shohei Otani got shut down for the season with an oblique strain. And cleaned out his locker. Not a trace to be found. Neither hide nor hair of Shohei Otani. He had his surgery. By the same doctor that... Worked on Aaron Rodgers' Achilles tendon. Fun fact. So, Otani's agent says he'll be ready. So, Otani's agent says he'll be ready to start hitting in the home opener 24. He'll be ready to pitch in 2025. Big deal. Big deal. Little deal. No deal.
1: I mean, Let's say you? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a huge deal, right? It just stinks. I mean, it just stinks we won't see this guy play on the big stage this year. It's another year we're being robbed of, of his greatness. I'm, I mean, I'm a big Otani fan. I just think it's remarkable what he's able to do. But him emptying his locker is a huge deal. Like, this has to go down as the biggest swing and a miss in sports history. You let the first two-way player since Babe Ruth walk away for nothing. You get nada, zilch, nothing. Squad you boot. lose, sir. Adios, you Then, then, then you go out and you tell the world, yeah, well, if Mike Trout X is to be traded, we'll fulfill his request. <laughs> like, what are you doing? We will not hear from or see the Angels for the next 10 years once they lose Trout and Otani. Uh, at, At one time, they had two of the top probably 10 players in baseball, and they're so close to having absolutely nothing.
0: I would say that's more than they're more than so close. I would say they have absolutely nothing. Because you're trading trout, right? What are you gonna get for? What are you gonna guess him? Yeah. Everybody knows his medical history. Everybody knows. He's going to Philly.
1: He's going to Philly. Don't doubt. Don't he's going to Philly. He has Eagle season tickets. He is going. Bryce Harper's his friend. He's going to Philly. Write it down. September 20th, 2023. I told you, he's going to Philly. He's going to be in the lineup with Sherber, Schwarber, Harper. Uh, who's their stud? Turner. Hoskins will be back. Hoskins. Who's their catcher? They got a stud Real catcher. Realmuto. Real Muto. Castellanos is in the outfield. We're just going to score more runs than you. And they still have two decent pitchers in Wheeler and Nola. Well, Nola's a free agent, so he,
0: oh. he's probably going to go. So Wheeler is, you know, you, you still have Wheeler. Yeah. Now, you, you make that move. Mike Trout ends up as a Philadelphia Philly, and they win got to Leon with it.
1: Like, same as, uh,
0: same as they did, you know. That, that's what's going to happen. I think they
1: can compete with that I think they can compete with that team. They can win 90 games.
0: You still need more pitching. You definitely need more pitching. But it makes sense. He's a South Jersey guy. He's... It it makes too much sense for it it not to happen. Especially, uh, it becomes an issue. How much time is Trout going to miss? It always boils down to how much much he's going to miss. But he's gone. Your leading pitcher is gone. Your leading hitter is gone. And you're left with Anthony Rendon. How's that working out?
1: The rotting carcass of Anthony.
0: The rotting carcass of Anthony Rendon, who's done nothing but pick fights with the fans and pick fights with the media all year. The Angels are in... Yeah. The Angels are in a thing I like to call the fucking wilderness. That's where they are right now. And the act of Shohei Otani cleaning out his locker, immediately when I heard that, okay, he's got a UCL tear, maybe he'll take a qualifying offer, maybe he'll rehab as an offensive, a purely offensive player for a year, reset his market, prove he's healthy, and then come back to a monster contract. The idea did cross my mind. The simple fact that he cleared out his locker says, adios muchacho, I want nothing to do with this fucking place. These people are fucking nuts. That's, That's what I hear. That's what this statement that Otani made is saying. It rings loud and clear. It speaks huge volumes without saying a word. You have the underlying idea of Aaron Rodgers' surgeon, being Otani surgeon. This surgeon also happens to be the team doctor for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Hmm. Hmm. Stroke the chin on that one. That's very interesting. But if anything, it's a little deal because you knew it was coming. I just didn't know that he had it in him. Good for you. Good for you. Give them the finger like that. They haven't done anything for you. Look what they put around you. Unicorn. Special player. Babe Ruth. Yada, yada, yada. Squandered. Squandered. In the fucking wilderness. Get healthy. Get right. And go find a new home. It's the in route where friends of the show get a special segment with us. Want to be part of the action? Want to be the newest member of the in crowd? You know what to do. Hit us up, FaderouteMail at gmail.com, or slide in those DMs on Faderoute Podcast on IG, or hit that Twitter, d n z.
1: Joining us on the in route today, we have dynamic motivational speaker and distinguished author Giovanni D'Erice. Thanks for showing. Thanks for coming on,
2: man. No, my pleasure, man. My pleasure. I didn't I, in route. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's a uh, it's a tough catch. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm gonna catch you with my body. I don't want. I don't, I don't want to drop the ball. <laughs>
1: All right. I mean, we're going to we're gonna start you off with sports, man. I mean, we'd be do, doing our listeners a disservice if we didn't get your take on the New York Jets and their quarterback situation. Last year, Zach Wilson was labeled a bust and replaced by Mike White. This year, the Jets bring in Aaron Rodgers to lead them to the Super Bowl. He gets hurt opening night, and now Zach is asked to lead the Jets once again. G, if he was sitting in the audience for Geo Speaks, what would you say to him to raise his confidence and his self-esteem? Yeah,
2: oh, That's such a good question. Oh. <laughs> I, the thing that I would say is don't forget, don't let the bad moments define who you are. Remember who you was, right? So Zach Wilson is, no, is, is, is that same dude that we were mesmerized at for what he did at BYU. And I think what happens is the the lights of New York City can easily get him to a place where he's lost that mojo, but we need to remember, Zach Wilson, you are that guy. And, 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 And we just need to see that again. It didn't disappear, it didn't get lost. It's not that you were faking it, it's just remember who you are. Do not let the moments of now define the moments of tomorrow. You put in the work, show up early, leave late, interact with Garrett Wilson, <laughs> right? <laughs> Talk with your yeah. players. Yeah, that um, guy's good side. You, you know, make sure you do that, but then also, you know, I think that um, just trust. Trust that you're gonna get it right, and and I think that if he does those things that... um. It just will be in the playoffs, and then hopefully Aaron Rodgers comes back. <laughs> but <laughs> but he, I mean, he does have
1: talent. I mean, so it's all about him just just having more belief in what he did to get to this point. I mean, there's a reason why he's where he is. He's got to find that. He's got to yeah. He's, gotta, he's lost
2: it. He's lost yeah. it. And I and I think the reality of self-esteem and belief is that it can't be transferred from somebody else. So even though Garrett Wilson, after game number one, said all those good things about what Zach Wilson did, the reality is that game number two, when he played against the Cowboys, we can tell that Garrett Wilson's words after game number one did not matter. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. You know, self-esteem is um, some, the key word is self. You have to have that and all the people around you can do is um, confirm it but you have to actually have it. And I truly believe um, somebody as talented as him would have never been drafted as high as he was if the talent didn't exist. Now you just got to go and put in the work, but believe that that talent still exists. Don't think because um, people wore, wore Mike white shirts all last year, that that's the reason that that talent left you It's just, you get to change the narrative moving forward. Definitely.
1: And then moving over to college for a second, Deion Sanders is currently in the spotlight of college football as he coaches yeah. the University of Colorado. Prior to the last two games, the opposing coaches said stuff indirectly about Deion and the Colorado program. And he took those comments personally, he told his players to take it personally Before the last game against Colorado state. Both sides were chirping before the game. Cheap choppers. In my opinion, a cheap shot was taken on University of Colorado's two-way player Travis Hunter late in the game. Is it okay for Dion to take things personal and ask his
2: players, who are college kids, to do the same? Ugh, that's a tough one, right? I, I I look I look at um hold on a second just, yeah I'm sorry yes yeah, so I, I look at that situation I do agree with you it was a cheap it, it's definitely a cheap shot I'm surprised the guy didn't get kicked out the game but uh, but but. The, the reality of it. Can you hear me? I just want to make sure. Oh yeah. We hear uh, you. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think that it's fine to go and make it personal and tell your players to go ahead and do so, because I think the most important thing that Dion understands is he understands what pressure point brings out something out of his players. So I wouldn't say every coach do this to their team. But Dion knows the makeup of his team because, as he said in his interview when he got there, "I'm bringing my my Louis, my bags, my own bags, and they're Louis." <laughs> and the reality is, when you know what's what you're bringing, you also know how to bring the best out of them. And so, I think when he says these things that you hear him saying, it's not some cool fancy stuff just to say, but it's more so because he understands. Um, What's, the, what's under the hood of the car when it comes to the, the players that he has on his team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then now now diving into, you know, your, your Geo Speaks. I mean, you often speak about taking full advantage of what college has to offer. You were mad after you graduated from college because you felt your college experience went all wrong. What are some of the things you tell young people to prevent them from hating their college experience?
2: You, you know, I, I, I would really say um, you, you you use everything. Like, that. I think that's the biggest, when I say I was mad at my college experience, I'm always comparing it to other people who describe the same college in a completely different light. And I'm like, yo, what did we do differently? And they're like, yo, I, I did stuff and you did not. And so I would encourage um, even the non-social introverted student to go and make yourself uncomfortable by putting yourself out there because that's a breeding ground that's going to, that's safer than the real world. And so if you get those kinks out of the way in a safe environment, it's almost like using a computer on safe mode. There's, you're not gonna get viruses, right? So I want them to do it in that way So that when the real world comes that's not the first time you're shaking hands it's not the first time you're doing networking that's not the first time you're kind of figuring out when someone says tell me more about you that shouldn't be the first time in a corporate setting that you're answering that question and so my advice really would just be um take college as a true dress rehearsal for life and the people who practice well are the ones who typically perform well so um, take your practice seriously so that when the game comes you get to play it at a high level
0: and we're speaking with motivational speaker Giovanni Reese, who can be found at geospeaks.com the author of The Thirst is Real so make sure you guys can uh, go out and uh, make sure you find that on Amazon and wherever you get your books but in all of your years motivating young people is there a certain tactic or approach that seems to be the most effective with your target market?
2: Oh, that's such a good question. So I mean, you, you, now you're telling me to to get that secret recipe. <laughs> and, uh, if you want to spill the secret sauce, that's great. The, the herbs L- and spices, go for it, man. L- listen, I'm, I, I, I'm going to do it for you. We're, 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 we're on this broadcast. I'll let it out. But the, the biggest thing that I would say that has been the, the game changer, the tactic, I would say, is I literally will go into a speech, say what I'm going to say, and then scratch it, and and this is what I'm literally telling them. I'm I'm saying, hey, I had a whole speech plan that I wanted to go and share with you guys, but this moment, as I see all of you, is calling me to make a pivot. Do you want me to make the pivot, or you want me to stick to the plan that I had originally? And most of the people, what they want to see is like, hold on, you're saying that something new just came to you right now, I want to see the new, I want to see the fresh. So what that does is it takes them from the place in the beginning where they didn't want to hear me at all, probably, right? They're like, ah, oh, this is a speech. It's almost like jury duty. I have to be here. To now because of the way I framed it and said, hey, you want the new and the fresh that just came to me right now? They're kind of looking at it to see, let me see if this car is going to crash. But here's the cool thing about it. They're interested in seeing it. And the, the most effective speech, is going to have an engaged, interested li- listener. And so that's um, one of the tactics that I've used that has been super effective. It's, it's a great tactic. And I, I've
0: been known to do it myself as a teacher. <laughs> exactly. Like you go in there, you, you go in there and you're given a scripted lesson and you take that scripted lesson and you throw it out the window because it's not landing. You just, people will, students in general, they know if you're being inauthentic, and I'm sure in a motivational speak, in a motivational sense, they'll know if you're being inauthentic. So, like authenticity sells for sure. Now you've had a huge and distinguished list of partners: mm-hmm. Damon, John, Ray, Lewis, NYU, UPenn.
2: Is there a particular partner you've worked with that's inspired you? You, you know, when I, when, I, when I thought of this and, and you said the different names that I've been able to be in the presence of partnerships at Brooklyn Nets, all these different things, this answer is not going to be popular. You think I'm going to make it up, but this is really the honest truth. The the best partner I've ever had is always the last one. <laughs> like the, <laughs> the, the last speech I gave, which I just gave um, at the University of um, Kingsborough College out in Brooklyn. I left there, I went there specifically to encourage them and I left there like I was the one give, like someone gave me a speech. (laughs) And, and, And it really inspired me because I saw people who were actively engaged in the presentation and were actually giving me rebuttals, worst case scenarios and working stuff out. And I think to me, what inspired me about that is seeing students really care about the stuff that they're doing and and it and it changed me because it's like sometimes you 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 do a good work but you never know that it's actually working to see it working in person oh my gosh like that was so inspiring so i got another one this friday um i can't wait but um the last one is always the one that inspires me the most is just seeing it land um you know i know you said your teacher Sometimes the students don't come back till four or five years later and say, hey, that lesson that you taught me or the way you were teaching me, I now get it. Um, But when you get these little moments in time to be able to kind of see them say that they get it in the moment, um, that's really pretty inspiring.
0: Yeah, I like to say that uh, teachings like gardening, you plant something and you hope to reap the benefits of it a few years down the line.
2: Right, right. Now I'm married to a teacher, so I know I know oh. firsthand. Um... <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, totally. You know, yeah, I get it. I get it. You... What What do you teach, by the way? Like what grade? So middle school math and
0: science. So uh-huh. five through eight math and science.
2: Got you. So, got you. Yeah. Nice.
0: So it is. You know, it, it's definitely you got to wear a lot of hats. No, totally. Wear... <laughs> totally.
2: Absolutely. So,
0: uh, we'll get you out of here on this one, Geo. So we've been doing this for four seasons now. We've been hosting the Fade Rap four seasons. Oh, nice! And we feel that our message and our perspective grows every single time we hit that record button. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely a market for your words, your methods, your insight, and you know, a weekly podcast where you discuss these daily challenges of college students would be would go a long way. It would be hugely beneficial and we would love to partner with you in that arena so what do you think would be your approach to the podcast market so that you stand out from all the rest
2: yeah that's uh, such a good question um, and I don't have too much time where I thought of what the response would be but you know I think I think one of the biggest things for my approach would be to, actually have live interaction with the students and actually not know what the script is ahead of time i think that you know um, my approach would be almost like kind of like a hotline but it'd be live and address students problems right then and there um i think that would be the way to do it because i think all the scripted things is like hey here's the seven things that people typically say I rather the students say, "Here's the thing that bothered me yesterday," <laughs> right? Like, because like, that's the thing that they care about the most. And so, um, my approach would be really to just have um, conversations with college students so that we can know exactly what they're going through, not after they go through it, but while they're going through it.
0: No, absolutely. That that that's a great that, that's a great framing of the lens. You know, because if you're go, if you, it's easy to look back in hindsight, right? But while you're totally. going through it, you can actively deal with it. So I feel you. I think that's a, that's a great perspective. And Geo DeRice, world-renowned, dynamic motivational speaker. Thank you for coming on the in route with us, brother. I know you have some events coming up and how can other organizations get in touch with you to book you so that you can come and speak?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you for that. Um you can go to geospeaks.com. that speaks with a s dot com. Um I'm also on Instagram, very active. Um at at Geoderese is the name on Instagram. Um and then on Amazon you can go and get copies of the book. Um The Thirst is Real, Geo's Gems. I have several other ones, but <laughs> but those are the two main ones.
0: Find them. Find them on Amazon and go get them. Go get them today. Geo the newest member of the in-crowd. Thank you so much for coming on, brother. And if you want to join the in-crowd, hit us up at faderoutemail at gmail.com. Slide in our DMs on IG at route Podcast. Or drop us a DM on X at FaderoutedNZ. Geo DeRees, it's been a pleasure. And we will have you
2: on again soon, no doubt about it. Absolutely, man. Thank you guys for having me. This is really cool. And I hope you get four more years in, 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 of doing this podcast. Cheers. I'll drink to that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is your hair thinning or is your hairline receding? Scalp Micro Pigmentation will fill in the areas where your hair is missing by creating a short buzz cut look. Micropigmentation is a non-invasive procedure that will create the illusion of hair follicles for seven to 10 years. For people with alopecia, this could be a permanent fix. For people with scars on their scalp, this is a great way to camouflage a scar. Don't lose confidence or feel like you need to wear a hat wherever you go. Marquez Studio is located in the Bronx and is open for all your scalp micropigmentation needs consultations are free and appointments can be made any day of the week get your hairline back with scalp micropigmentation the techs at marquez studio have over 30 years of haircutting experience and can assist you with all of your questions call to schedule a consultation today 646- two two one eight seven two eight you can also visit them on instagram at bronx marquez to see their gallery and view all their satisfied customers again that is marquez studio located in the bronx new york 646-221-8728.
0: The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. All right, boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week. Here's how it goes. We put up a poll on our X account at FadeRouteDNZ, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote. And the winner of said vote gets a shout out on this here show and the coveted Ash trophy and do you know who took home the coveted Ash trophy last week d i don't that would be draft kings draft kings for the insensitive 9-11 parlay bad
1: that's
0: terrible it's unpatriotic but that was last week this is this week who are your nominees for alleged superstar of the week d all
1: right so first up i've got jc mejia for the Pitcher for the Brewers suspended 162 games for testing positive for T- TEDs. Do better, man. Just do better. Next up is the Angels front office. Otani cleaning out his locker for the last time. And then there's nothing you can do about it. It's over. He's gone. Biggest swing and missed miss in sports history. Angels front office. You are my alleged superstar of the week. It's and- over, John. Last but not least, Alexi Diaz. You're killing me, man. It's fantasy baseball playoffs. You have the second most saves in the league, and you blew it today. You blew it. Two hits, three runs in relief. You're killing me. Alexi Diaz, you are my alleged superstar of the week during fantasy baseball playoffs.
0: ZBD hat. Those are good choices. Very good choice. I'm going to start with Justin Fields, that guy. completion, 61% passer rating, that abysmal touchdown from your end zone to the three-yard line, a gift to Shaq Barrett. And then after the game, you start talking about how you just want to say F it and let it rip and... There's too much information in your head and you you can't be the quarterback that you want to be and you're robotic. And could that be because of coaching? You just failed the leadership test. You're the quarterback. You're the leader. You don't do that. You don't throw people under the bus. You do what you did the next day. You say, I take it on me. That was my fault. That's what leadership is, especially in the NFL. Justin Fields, you are my alleged superstar of the week. San Francisco 49ers, Los Angeles Rams. I'm gonna go with the Rams this week as my alleged superstar of the week, and here's why. 30 to 20. The point spread was seven and a half. Sean McVay kicks a field goal so many people on the point spread <laughs> was it so critical that you kick that field goal coach was it so critical that you get your special teams that rep do you know how many people took that bet you have a, you've made a lot of enemies coach McVay Los Angeles Rams you are my alleged superstar of the week and last but not least The Columbus Blue Jackets. Not for firing Mike Babcock, but for hiring him in the first place. (laughs) Like, Mike Babcock, we've seen what he is. You have multiple reports of him being verbally abusive to players. You have his entire run with the Maple Leafs. And then you have the allegations. Which were broken by Paul Bissonnette of Spitting Chicklets, that Babcock demanded to see pictures on players' phones. Their privacy. Now, Coach Babcock spun it, saying that he was just trying to, you know, gain a little special insight into his players so he can. Build relationships. That's what we're calling it. Relationship building. Captain Boone Jenner also agreed. But he didn't take offense to it. Yet here we are. Babcock was fired. It's a bad look. Because training camp is days away. And now you don't have a head coach. Columbus Blue Jackets. You are my alleged superstar of the week. I think we've said our piece. Go to our X account at BayRouteDNZ and vote. And vote, and vote, and vote. And for our nominees. Just do better, boys. Just do better. Let's run the option and give you our picks for the week. It is the option for week three, and if you want to play along with us, you know what to do. Hit us up, Out Podcast. Click that link in bio on our Instagram. Find our CBS League, also entitled The Option, and play along with D and Z. Now, last week, we had a nice rebound. Yeah, we're we're doing all right. We definitely are doing all right. You are tied at the top with Foxy and the lovely Rita Sanchez with 19 points. I'm right behind you guys at 18. Like, right there. Right there. And Zach is coming up strong. But there's a big week coming up. Let's see what you guys got. Starting off Thursday night, the New York Giants go west to Santa Clara to take on. The 49ers.
1: What did Mr. T say before he fought Rocky the first time? Pain. <laughs> That's what this game is going to be. It's going to be a lot of pain. about the 49ers? Prediction? Pain.
0: <laughs> so let's put it this way it's a 99% to 1% discrepancy on CBS. It's a 99%. <laughs> it's almost a metaphysical certitude that the Niners are going to win this game. But I think the Niners will play down to their competition. I'm not saying the Giants will win. It's a Thursday night. It's a short week. Guaranteed to be an ugly game. Would it surprise me if the Giants pulled one out at the gun? No. Not particularly. But Niners defense is very strong. Debo Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy, very deep. Niners squeak by ever so narrowly. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The Gardner Minshew led 1-1 and Indianapolis Colts go into Baltimore to take on the 2-0
1: Ravens. Mm. I went back and forth on this, but I didn't even get going with Baltimore.
0: Minshew is going to make them better but Minshew is not going to make them win
2: huh.
0: but, like Michael Pittman will be better this weekend but they will not win Ravens by a touchdown the 1-1 one one Titans go into Cleveland to take on the 1-1 one one Brownies
1: mm, Cleveland
0: really Interesting. Did you advance, man? Interesting. This is as close to a pick 'em as you can get. It's fifty-six forty-four in favor of the Browns. I'm going to go with the Titans. I think Derrick Henry reestablishes himself, starts running the rock more, and I think that Deshaun Watson is going to have a not so good day in a battle of premier rookie running backs. Bijan Robinson and the two Bijan and the two and zero Atlanta Falcons go into Rock City to take on Jameer Gibbs and the one and one Detroit Lions. Bijan Falcons, nice Detroit. I'm taking the Lions. I like what I see from them. Even in a loss to the Chiefs, they still posted well, and I think that. Robinson's going to have a good game. I think Jared Goff is going to have a good game. And I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to get home at least once on Desmond Ritter. The 2-0 New Orleans Saints go into Lambeau to take on the 1-1 Green Bay Packers.
1: Oh, Saints play good defense taking the Saints.
0: They're going to have to because that Monday night performance was atrocious. It was not good. Like Derek Carr brought Vegas with him. He, He brought the Raiders with him. They just changed the silver and black for the black and gold. But I think they will do just enough to win. That defense plays. Jordan Love is going to be on his back at least once. Maybe twice. Saints win. Saints win. The zero and two Texans go into Jacksonville to take on the one and one Jaguars. Hmm.
1: Jags.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is going to give more sage-like advice to another rookie quarterback.
1: I think it's going to be a tough day for him, though. I don't think it's going to be a rollover. I think the Texans are going to play tough. I mean, they gave they gave um, Jackson a hard time. Yeah. No, the they, game, they, definitely... they knocked Richardson out of the game, and, you know, Minshew's Minshew.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's, that is true. Gardner Minshew is Gardner Minshew. But Trevor Lawrence is the only one who's in that same stratosphere as Lamar Jackson. So if there's anybody who can overcome this, it's Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to take the Jags. Jags by 10. The 0-2 Broncos come east. To take on the 2-0 Miami Dolphins.
1: Um, hmm. I'm taking the Dolphins.
0: CBS Sports has this one at a 97-3 in favor of the Dolphins. Wow. And I am likely to agree. That defense, it's not great. But that offense is humming right now. Over-under 16 points for the Broncos. Under. Oof. It's bad.
1: Yeah, he's bad.
0: He's bad. It's just it's so he's, bad.
1: He's bad.
0: It's so bad. And he's ba- Sean, he, Sean Payton can't save him. No, he's bad, man. He's bad. The and 2 Chargers go into Minnesota to take on the 0-2 Vikings with their new toy, Cam Akers. The
1: Vikings win the toilet bowl.
0: Oof. This is tough. They both stink. Like I, I, agree with you. And at the end of the day, who's got the more dynamic offense? It's sixty forty in favor of the Vikings on CBS. So it's a little bit closer than you think it would be. I'm gonna go with the Chargers just to be different. But I don't think it's gonna be a high scoring affair. This will not be you know, this will set defense back at least a few years. The 0-2 Patriots go into Met Light to take on the one and one J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Jets.
1: C O V I D. COVID COVID COVID. Uh yeah, so I'm taking the Patriots. It's not hard for me.
0: Pats win. We agree oh over under 175 and two touchdowns for Mac Jones
1: um hmm I'm gonna to go under
0: okay that's fair
1: that's I'd fair. love to push but I don't I don't push
0: no we're we're we don't push on this show. <laughs> The 1-1 Buffalo Bills go into Landover, Maryland to take on the 2-0 Washington Commanders.
1: Oh, yes. I am taking the commies.
0: This is going to be tough. This is going to be the game of the week material right now. Sam Howell's for real. They're playing well. They are playing well. Robinson's playing well. Sam Howell's playing well. That defense is playing well up until that last... Hail Mary! They are playing great. Buffalo needs this game. Buffalo's got to have this game. Buffalo needs to reestablish who the hell they are. I'm going to take Buffalo. The 0-2 Panthers go into Lumen Field. We're into the four o'clock hour, ladies and gentlemen. The 0-2 Panthers go into Lumen Field to take on the 1-1 Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks We're talking to America right now Gino Go Hawks 2-1 The 2-0 Cowboys Go into Arizona To take on former division rival But now currently dead ass last In the NFC West Arizona Cardinals at 0-2
1: Cowboys
0: It's another one CBS Sports 98-2 to two. Another one 98-2 in favor of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. It's not gonna be 40 to nothing. It's not gonna be. The Cardinals will score, but it is gonna be an ass whooping. An ass whooping in favor of the Cowboys. The 0-2 Bears go into Arrowhead to take on the one and one chiefs. KC. You have the highest winning percentage of any quarterback against the lowest winning percentage of any quarterback. Yeah. How about them choose Your Sunday night special, the one-in-one Steelers go into Allegiant Stadium to take on the one and one Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders. Really? 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 I'm going with the Steelers. Can he pick it aside? If Najee Harris runs look like he did in the second half, they will be very good. They will be tough to beat. And that defense, that defense made a statement on Monday. I think they're going to continue that statement this Sunday. And your Monday night football doubleheader. Starting with the 2 0 Eagles going into Tampa Bay. Whoa, sorry. Tampa Baker to take on the 2 0 Tampa Bay Bucks.
1: Eagles. It's
0: going to be closer than people think. 90 10 on CBS Sports. I'm going to go with the Eagles, but the Bucks keep it close. And your Monday night main event the one and one Los Angeles Rams go into Cincinnati to take on the 0-2 Bengals.
1: Oh, the Rams. Does Joe Burrow play? Yeah, he'll play, but he's gonna he's gonna be ineffective. I think that
0: at some point Burrow is going to be out. Browning is gonna be in, and it's not gonna matter because the Rams are going to win this one. Pretty easily. Bengals go to O and 3.
1: This has been the Fade Route with D&Z. Thanks for tuning in tonight. You can catch our podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So until next time, stay Fade, everyone. Time for us to run the go wrap. But we'll talk to you next week.